It's 5.34 with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be, I'll tell you in uh, about two seconds here. Oh, yeah, it's going to be uh, partly uh, cloudy today, mostly sunny, with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rain and wind again with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't know what's going on with us, but we've been packing the shows all week. Yeah. And today is no different. No. We have a visit from royalty. And, of course, Mayor Rule Reichel will be here later on today, too. <laughs> Talking about Gary Hoey. Yeah, Gary Hoey will be yeah. uh, joining us after uh, 7 o'clock this morning. He's going to be at the Wolf's Den at Mohegan tonight. You may want to check that show out. And if you miss it, you can always uh, drive all the way out to Fall River tomorrow in the rain. You might as well go to Mohegan tonight. I, that's That would be my choice. But uh, So there's that. And also open lines. Probably, open, probably after 8 o'clock. Open lines and then... Uh, we have a letter from a listener. We do? We're going to have to dive into that one. All and right. also, Kanye West is having a little bit of issues. I'm going to dive into that a little bit. A lot going on here today. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 550 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, partly cloudy uh, with a high of 44 tomorrow. That's where the rain moves in, and a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. When you have uh, Alex Jones backing away from your craziness, you know you've gone a little too far. Maybe. And that's what Kanye West did yesterday in an interview with Jones when he said he uh, he likes Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Uh, do you want to go through some of these quotes, or would you rather dissect this at a different oh, time? Oh, boy, I don't know. Uh, what, uh, what kind of quotes was he talking about? Every human being has something of value they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Also, Hitler was born Christian. You know, there are some uh, bodies of water you never want to dip your toe in because it's too deep or too yeah. dangerous. This is like one of those things where you're like, you're... You're jumping up and down on a landmine, and it's about to explode in your face. Yeah. I would avoid talking about Hitler in that way. Like uh, saying he was a swell fella or, or a really good organizer. He's, he, he's, it's not a pool you need to dive into. Um, but I don't know, like... Everybody, everybody's like, I don't even need to go through all the lines that he said. Because he said enough that has been echoed throughout the media um i really don't think that he's crazy i really don't think that he is uh he's doing this because he's mentally ill i think he he has had he's had these thoughts and uh, maybe mental illness might be the thing that's letting it out but i don't think he's he's i, th- I think he's always felt this way <sighs> It's hard to know for sure because in some situations, mentally ill people gets transfixed mm-hmm. on one thought, and it's the only thing that they can perseverate on. And, and he's ever seen like a like a like a like a dog go after a toy, mm-hmm. and it just holds it into his mouth. It doesn't matter how much it's broken or how much you try to pull; he's never going to let it go. Right. That's kind of where we're at with Kanye. He's not I, letting it go. I think mental illness. 
is playing a part in this because you have to be mentally ill, mentally ill to have this much self-sabotage in such a short amount of time. Uh, well, I, we, we can elaborate a little bit more on that. Uh, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go back and listen to us talk about it at a different time. Yes, you could. Yeah, how about that? Uh, back in April, Simon Cowell said he was done with Botox and fillers because he went a little too far with them and looked like something out of a horror movie. But then last month, he just said he reduced his usage, but maybe not enough. He posted a video on Twitter yesterday encouraging people to try out Britain's Got Talent, and his face looked a little off. He has been looking a little weird. The uh, internet jumped on him immediately. He was compared to a wax figure, the son of Herman Munster, and uh, what it would look like if George Michael's corpse was a playable character in GoldenEye video game. <laughs> Simon wow. took the video down, but as we all know, nothing that finds its way to the internet can ever truly be erased. And uh, I have the link right here. Uh, you know. <laughs> I can share it with all of you if you want. That's all right. Uh... Actress Lake Bell would like you to know that she's a better parent when she's high. During a panel on normalizing marijuana for can-do cannabis products, she admitted that she can't get through the holidays without it. She goes, I'm straight up a better parent. I'm like on their level. I'm just like, that is an effing crazy dinosaur, dude. Like, let's get on the ground right now and be crazy dinosaurs. Let's open some presents. F it. I literally become a kid. Yeah, see, that's the whole thing you're not supposed to be doing with your kids. Blake even wrote and directed a short film about a holiday gathering that's basically saved by a can-do cannabis-infused drinks. You know, uh, we always leave out snacks during uh, Christmas time. You know, diff- you know, a bowl full of candies, uh, yeah. uh, what have you. How many families do you think are out there putting out like bowlfuls of uh, like Christmas gummies out there? Well, I'm sure there are some adult uh, households that are probably putting that kind of stuff out. I know. I'm just saying, you know, with the relaxation of rules, Listen, uh, it's a different Christmas tradition. If I'm inviting my family over, I'm not sharing my edibles with anybody. <laughs> Let them those get their are, own. Yeah, those are all for me. Those are th- those are expensive. I'm not going to waste waste <laughs> costly edibles on you. Uh, a rumor started circulating this week that Zendaya and Tom Holland were engaged, but it looks like Zendaya's mom shut that whole thing down. On her Instagram story Wednesday, she posted the definition of clickbait, the practice of writing sensationalized or misleading headlines in order to attract clicks on a piece of content. It often relies on exaggerating claims or leaving out key information in order to encourage traffic. The term is generally used in a dismissive sense. Mom didn't specifically mention that rumor, though. So we don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, On Wednesday, we all discovered that Cocaine Bear is our new favorite movie, even though we haven't seen it yet. But there are uh, a few more highly anticipated movies coming out uh, our way next year. And trailers for them, uh, three of them dropped yesterday. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah. They actually use like some computer imaging to make him look younger. Well, yeah, he because he's an eighty-one-year-old man. How do they make him look younger, though? I mean, doesn't doesn't the character grow with the story as well? Yeah, but I think they they kind of the way they made uh, Robert De Niro look younger. Oh, in the Irishman. In the Irishman. Yeah, you know, the, the, he kind of looked a little bit younger, but you still knew he was nearly a seventy-five-year-old man. This is uh, this is the I think this is the movie where. Uh, Harrison Ford gets on a plane 
and there's a bunch of snakes on it, and he hates snakes. He hates snakes. And he's like, uh, get off my uh, Monday through Friday plane. See, now you're mixing great films. I don't know what you're talking about. Isn't that what Indiana Jones is about? They're on a they're on a plane, and uh, he's the president of the United States. And um, no, no, that's different. No, but close. Well, I guess I'm wrong then. It's all right, Steve. I've never been first time I've ever been wrong. Kim Kardashian lined her bathroom with nine Christmas trees in the bathroom. Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a tree in the crapper was when Ray J sprayed his pine saw poutine into my Christmas slam ham and that sex tape you can purchase on Uport for $39.95. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Kaylin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a little prostate pudding. <laughs> a little pole slaw on the Maramite Highway. Oh, my God. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I did a doo-doo bubble from the Maryland Brown Crab Cake. <laughs> <laughs> and Kanye? Uh, due to recent comments from Mr. Kanye West, Kanye will not be speaking OR on the uh, Bax and Nagel show on Rock 102. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. What if I give you $200,000 a month? <laughs> oh, okay. You can talk whenever time you want to. <laughs> I got some things I want to get off my chest. Uh, I, no, I maybe not, I don't man, think you no. should be talking about any of that stuff now. Keep it on your chest, please. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, Steve, do you know where your well is? No. Should I? To Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. And Led Zeppelin with Baxton Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow's uh, rainy and mild with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Coming up uh, next hour, Gary Hoey will be joining us, the guitar legend who's going to be at the Wolf's Den tonight at Mohegan Sun and in Fall River tomorrow night. He'll be uh, on with us after 7 and then open line Friday later on today too. Ooh, open line Friday. That's this my favorite this, day. Uh, I know. That's the, my favorite part. Um, well, so much for free speech. Um, Twitter uh, today suspended Kanye West's account again just two months after it was reinstated. After its owner, Elon Musk, said he had violated the platform's rules prohibiting incitement to violence. Uh, Musk, who calls himself a free speech absolutist, had welcomed the return of the uh, rapper, also known as Ye, to, uh, to the platform in October. I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Uh, account will be suspended. Well, I mean, they do have rules. They all have rules, and you have to follow them. Otherwise, they'll uh, they'll put you in like uh, like Twitter jail. I get that, but then you got this guy going. You know, he's going to come in and change everything and let everybody be who they want to be and say what they want to say within their rules. Within their rules, or with or or I'm just. What's the rule then? Well, see, that's that's a. I haven't really read I mean, the you could terms ar- of service. You can argue all day long that Donald Trump tried to incite violence sure. on Twitter, which is why he was initially taken off there. I never agreed with that. I, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of the First Amendment and free speech. And when you say, and and especially when you have a sitting president who's who's saying things like that, just be, you can say whatever you want to say. That doesn't mean you're not going to face consequences for saying those things. Sure. But you shouldn't be barred from saying those things. Um, I would agree with you because the, the, the beauty of free speech is that sometimes speech is not always 
uh, fun to listen to. Sometimes speech is hard to listen to. Sometimes speech is going to offend whether you like it or not. Right. But not all speech is protected. And, you know, that's something that has been, you know, fought for forever. The issue with free speech is it's really more of a governmental thing. that The government will prevent, will make no law restricting your ability to share mm-hmm. ideas. Social media opens up the door for all kinds of questions about that because, well, what is considered to be protected speech in a in a format like that? I personally think that if you're seeing a message that you don't care for, move on and try to find somebody well, else. I mean, that's kind of how I, I feel about it, too, that if you're offended. Listen, there are plenty of things that offend me every day. I don't let it bother me, True. and I move on because that's your thing. That's not my thing. This is, you know what I mean? This is going to sound a, a whole lot more irresponsible than it really is. But if I'm the kind of person that is going to be uh, incited uh, towards violence because of something that either Donald Trump or Kanye said on Twitter, yeah, that speaks more to me than it does to either Trump or Kanye. That says more about you know my willingness to justify violent action in my own head than whatever those two idiots may have said. Right. And, and, and to me, but, what's really the more offensive action, the fact they said it or the fact that it incited me to commit a crime? But, you know, Elon Musk's idea of taking over this social media giant and saying, uh, oh, you know what, All we're going to, everybody's going to be able to come back and, and do uh, what we asked and, now, but now he's playing the the rule game, the violating of the policy thing. Yeah. Well, where are you standing with this man? Like, where are you? What are you doing? Like, you you said one thing, and then now you're doing another thing, and you're kind of ruining your own platform that you bought. Well, remember what I said from the beginning? I think this might be part of the plan that yeah. you, is to dismantle this, is to kill it off. So that you don't necessarily have these inflammatory things. I don't know what the what the end game is for Elon Musk, but he's not stupid. He's not a dumb guy. He may not be the most likable guy in the world, but something about this makes me think that this is all very intentional and all very but, but, deliberate. Because you know what he's doing is is putting that platform at risk. I think that's what. He attempted to do. Now, do you spend billions of dollars to do that? Well, that's I don't my know. Point. It's like you know, how smart are you? I mean, are are you doing this for a tax write-off? Is that what you're doing it for, or is are you doing it because you really don't really know how to run a, a, a social media company? I don't know. I, I mean, know. It, it's 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 hard to know for sure what's what's in his head. You know, but I but I I think this is his intention. And then, uh, you know, going back to this whole Kanye thing, was that even him on the Alex Jones show yesterday? I mean, you could start making conspiracies about that. You know, is would that be a thing that he could come back and go, yeah, that wasn't me. That was some guy in a mask. I haven't seen the interview. I haven't heard the interview. I don't really know what was said. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One. I don't care what is going on in the Alex Jones show. Oh, I don't care. I'm not either. paying attention to any of it. And then two, I don't care what's going on with Kanye. I'm not really paying attention uh, to him either because yeah. to me it's like, 
What are you really expecting to learn out of well, that conversation? A perfect example of free speech is Alex Jones himself. Alex Jones can say all those things, and he said all those things about Sandy Hook, and 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 he incited violence against other people. Maybe not outright saying that, but that's what the result was of his conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Was you know these people are making this up, and yeah. and families are getting threatened, and but, things like that. But like you said, yeah. speech sometimes comes with consequences, right. and, and, he, and that and that's what he's facing, right? But he's not gone from the airwaves. He still has his own show. He still has people watching it because that's free speech. Yeah. He can continue to do that. This is why you have libel and slander mm-hmm. and uh, you know copyright infringement. Right. I mean, you, know, you have those rules that you have to play by. And you can't intentionally distribute information that you know to be false. You can't just do that. There's consequences. You know, there's lawful consequences as a result of that. You uh, okay? You can't yell that, fire in a crowded theater. Right, it's the right. same kind of I, thing. I get that part, but and I'm not defending Kanye at all. I'm just saying, like he's Kanye is saying these things that have been have been long deemed to be anti-Semitic, and 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 you know many people have have condemned those comments. Uh, all over the world, but he believes them. Apparently so. Right. So is that spreading misinformation? Is that what you, is that what you were saying? Like you're, is, if I know what I'm saying yeah. is false, and yeah, I mean, and and I'm not going to just come up with a hypothetical situation. But let's say I I say something on the air yeah. that I know intentionally is not true for the purposes of misleading the audience or whatever it is. There's consequences for that. I could lose my job. You, you, mm-hmm. Advertisers could be uh, you know, not knocking down the doors with the pitchforks and torches. Right. Any number of things. Um, but where free speech is important is, again, when the Constitution was drafted, I think the people that drafted it knew that this was always going to be an argument. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be a fight, always open to interpretation intentionally. That's why they wrote it in an ambiguous, ambiguous way. So when certain things are discussed, you have a right to just have those discussions. You have the right to have that idea in your head and share that information with other people. If you believe it to be true, if you know it to be true, whatever it may be. But the marketplace that consumes this information it's then up to them to decide well what am i going to do with this information now i know this stuff because that guy said it but how do i know that that guy knows what the hell he's talking about i have to in my head kind of reconcile whether there's a logical fallacy in somebody else's thinking that all of a sudden influences how i feel and how that affects my values you know the 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 responsibility of free speech kind of lands in a two-way street not only the person that says it, but also the person that hears it. What are you going to do with that? Do you always act on everything you hear? No. No. So if Kanye says something stupid, you can very easily say, well, that was stupid. I'm going to ignore Kanye from now on. Well, that's kind of how I felt about hearing that yesterday going, oh, this guy is just off the rails. I'll, I'll see you later. I'm done with this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, I was done. I was never 
with him to begin with, but I, I'm done with him. <laughs> but now you're distancing yourself just a little bit further like kind of so many other people are. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to be associated with that. But again, he has the right to say all those things. And, you know, whose responsibility is it to, to keep that? Is it is it our fault for echoing those comments to show, to show, oh, my God, this is what he said? I, I don't know. That's I mean that's a hard question. Well, because the, it's the, not it's not like you are in support of what he is saying. You're just simply reporting on what he is saying. Right. But you know, we as humans become desensitized to things over time because it becomes part of like, well, that's just Kanye being Kanye. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Because eventually, that I think that's what's going to happen. Listen, the guy has done more in the last thirty days to completely invalidate himself than he's ever done in his life. Yeah. And I, he's done a lot of really goofy things over the years. But he self-sabotaged himself dramatically. He went from being a billionaire to a guy who's making nothing. A hundred air. Uh, yeah. A ten, five a dare. Five a dare. Yeah. <laughs> he's making loose change right now. I've got right fives and dollars. Exactly my yeah. point. So, you know, what, what I'm thinking is, so his right for free speech is the consequence for that is. Right. He's lost his empire. He's lost his endorsements. He's lost his credibility. That's the that's yeah. the price of some of the things that you choose to say. I still don't think that Elon Musk should be banning him from the platform. I really don't. I don't think so either. I mean, unless I would have to see the specifics of what Musk is saying. This is what he said. For you know, This is the comment. This is the post that did it. I, I mean, I haven't really seen that. So, but even then, I would have to. I'd have to agree with you. It's like, unless it violates the terms of service that you have agreed to as a user of that platform, in like an egregious violation of, the, of those terms, then you know, you stand out of the way and let and let those comments sink or swim. Right. I. I I'm sorry. Somebody was texting me, but I can't read that on the air. Uh, oh, why not? Are what, you infringing upon their free speech? No, because. It, Whatever. Yay on Thursday. No, because I, here, here's the difference of free speech. I work for a company, what you just said earlier. Yeah. We work for somebody who has these rules in place, and if they don't like what we're doing and we violate those rules, they can fire us on the spot. That's their right to do that. We're not protected under free speech in that aspect of it. But well, but free speech is, exact, but is, is like at the centerpiece of what we do. Yes, but it's also owned by a private company, so they can restrict us to what we say. Yeah. And I know that Twitter is a private company as well, and they can make up their own decision what they can do. But I'm just talking about Elon Musk's idea that we're uh, we're 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 reinstating all these people, and you're gonna we're gonna have free speech on, on this platform. Let the people speak. Well, the people have spoken, and uh, Elon Musk is like, oh, I, I don't really know if I like that or not. You I don't know, know if I like this idea. You know what I find really surprising? We were unable to resolve uh, the free speech issues in this country in less than 14 minutes. Can, you, really ima can you imagine that? I I'm amazed by that. I yeah. thought you and I were, we were smarter than this. We didn't anything. I just wanted to talk about this ranting idiot. <laughs> it's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 54. It's 25 in downtown Springfield. West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt will be joining us later on this morning. Also, open line Friday uh, after 8 o'clock. And next hour, Gary Hoey, 
will uh, will be joining us on the phone. Sweet. Hey, I think we got a letter here. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Oh, letters. How we get letters. Oh, boy. Mailman. Mail today. This one, uh, this one's entitled Bone Deep Throat. No, boy. Yeah. Uh, greetings. Enough already of your morning DJs using their platform to denounce a locally based to retailer over poor personal experience and expecting, it sounds like now, something to be publicly done about it. My morning alarm was set to come onto your station, but no more! I am changing the channel. Name redacted. Uh, Bone Deep Throat is not a locally owned well, that company. Was, that was the first. Uh, Their headquarters thing. in yeah. Georgia. Um, uh, well, here's the deal. Uh, first of all, the whole thing has been resolved, and that resolution was me uh, hauling all of that crap back into the Bone Deep Throat yesterday yeah. and getting all of my money back. Right? Okay. Uh, and the other thing is, I tell these stories... Because I am just like all of you. I am a customer, just like all of you are going mm-hmm. into these places. And what's so bad about making somebody aware of poor customer service issues at a, at a business? Now, what you did do, Steve, yeah. and this is to your credit, this is why I believe everybody in this building has so much high regard for you and what you do for a living. Uh, you took this uh, terrible egregious situation mm-hmm. and at the same time while you were explaining the situation mm-hmm. you were also uh lauding the good people and rock solid service of yeah. rocky's ace hardware right. which yeah. is in fact a locally owned company a family-owned organization that has been in business since the 1700s and the thing is steve i think that's the way you weave this whole thing around like you got bad service one place, you got great service another place. You had to bring all that mismeasured crap to the bad place, and now you've got resolution. You got your money back. The yeah. best news I've ever heard in my life. I'm a huge proponent of good customer service. Yes, and if you don't even, you know, I said to the guy yesterday when I went in there to return it, I said, "Listen, if somebody had just called me, called me." And, and talk to me about this on the day that I found out that I didn't pay for the, you know, I hadn't paid for the guy to come and install these things. Mm-hmm. This probably would have been a completely different conversation. Of course it would. But that's, but they, that's not what they did. But that's not what happened. And unfortunately, uh, there's no sale. No yeah. sale. And I got all my money back. You know, so that's what I just wanted to explain to this person. Unfortunately, they're not listening because... They changed the radio station already. Oh, my God. See, remember I was telling you about things that offend you? You just turn the yeah. station. You know what? Let me just say something about this person that wrote the letter. Uh, lighten up, okay? Just yeah, let it go. You lighten know? up, Francis. Yeah. yeah. You, you can take your little stance and try to say, oh, I'm never listening to you again because you keep talking about bone deep throat. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. We got Gary Hoey coming up in a half an hour. We got Open Line Fridays coming yeah. up in uh, you know 90 minutes. The mayor of West Springfield... The mayor in which one of the locations of a bone deep throat happens to exist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Think about that. Mm-hmm. 
listen. Lots of other reasons to listen other than Steve's complaint about a business. Well, there you go. That's our letters for today, then. We got news next on Rock 102. The Mass State Lottery is bringing back the Holiday Words Contest with even more. 633 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Chickabee man was arrested by the FBI in connection with robbing multiple banks along I-91. The FBI dubbed 40-year-old Tyler Dizek of, uh, of Chicopee the Route 91 bandit for allegedly robbing 13 banks located in various cities and along towns in, uh, in, and towns along I-91 in western Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Vermont. He was taken into custody Thursday without incident, and charges were filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Connecticut. Uh, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Connecticut, the FBI and state and local law enforcement have been investigating 14 robberies and one attempted robbery of banks and credit unions, which were committed by what appears to be the same individual that occurred between September 2021 and August of 2022. Now, I'm trying to remember what the detail was that I saw yesterday. The way they got this guy mm-hmm. was like from a was like uh, like a DNA uh, sample that they were able to get off this guy and identified him. Yeah, pretty uh, cool stuff. On twenty on the October twenty first, FBI special agents were able to retrieve a Red Bull energy drink. That's it. That's that it. Uh, he was observed drinking from. Lab results indicate the DNA matched discarded money wrappers from the Plainville bank robbery. The charge of bank robbery carries a maximum term of imprisonment of twenty years. Well, he's got uh, fourteen, so twenty times fourteen is a lot of years. It, yes, it is. But uh, man, can you imagine? You're brought down by a simple can of Red Bull. Well, that uh, I think I've seen that on. Um, wasn't that like on a Law and Order where they pick up a soda can from the guy mm-hmm. and then they test him and uh, you know he matches up the DNA with an assault suspect or something like that. It's unbelievable how they're able to do all this stuff. It's like magic. It's like you know, they've almost. You know what? Investigators have almost taken all the fun out of basic crime. Yeah, that that's you can't you can't expect to get away with anything these days. No, because I would have to think that if I was going to start like robbing banks or liquor stores, I'd get kind of thirsty. That's a good way to build up a hell of a thirst. Well, they could anybody can track you nowadays. You got a cell phone; they know where you are. Well, yeah, because of all those uh, right those uh, vaccines in which uh, you know Bill Gates fills us with like no, microchips. No, no, no. I'm talking about your cell phone. Your cell phone is always on. Yeah, but the but your cell all, phone is off. But there's also that vaccination lojack system they put in our bodies uh, about a year ago. Okay, uh, are you sure you don't want to go on the Alex Jones show? Well, that's listen. He, that's what he said. I'm just I'm just saying it didn't seem implausible to me. A uh, Springfield man was arrested on Wednesday during a legal firearms and narcotics uh, investigation. Uh, Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh said that 43-year-old Ed Harrison. Ed Harrison. Wasn't that uh, the guy in um, The Rock? No, 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 no. You're thinking of Ed Harris. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, that's Ed Harris. You're thinking about the guy that wrote uh, Here Comes the Sun. No, 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 that's George Harrison. 
You're thinking of uh, the guy who was part of the jungle and never watched out for the tree. No, no, no. That's George of the Jungle. No, you're thinking of the guy that uh, moved on up to the uh, east side. Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of George Jefferson. No, you're thinking of... Uh... I can't really go anywhere. With <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I mean, Thomas Jefferson would have been my next guest. But, yeah, yeah, but I couldn't think of anything good that he did. He did lots of good kidding it was a joke okay you see where i'm going with i know where you're going 43 year old uh, ed harrison uh, was the target of several weeks of investigation detectives saw harrison conduct a drug transaction on the 100 block of mill street police seized crack cocaine from the other party an adult woman she was arrested and charged with possession when harrison parked his car in the area of prospect street detectives attempted to conduct a traffic stop he then drove his car in reverse onto the sidewalk and attempted to evade the uh, police the car struck a parked vehicle and harrison ran on foot Detectives found him hiding on top of a carport on Grosvenor Street? Yes. Yes, and was taken into custody. Police seized a loaded firearm, 16 grams of cocaine, 28 grams of crack cocaine, 97 bags of heroin, 45 pills to believed to be MDMA, and $467. He was wearing a GPS ankle bracelet and has previous convictions of a firearm assault and battery with a knife and cocaine uh, charges. On the roof... I know. Found you on the roof. With your GPS ankle monitoring (laughs) bracelet on. Well, you're basically staying at home. You're just on the roof. Oh, that's a nice ankle bracelet. Oh, did it fall down there again? (laughs) Remember that in uh, the Naked Gun? The Naked Gun, yeah. Where he says, oh, that's a nice ankle bracelet. Oh, did it fall down there again? Uh, Chesterfield police say they're looking for an older man from central Massachusetts and uh, last check uh, still has not been found. Chesterfield police uh, told reporter Kate Wilkinson at 22 News that the uh, hiker was last seen on Bates Road off Fuller Road in Chesterfield. Police are searching the densely wooded area in Chesterfield and Goshen with the help of canines. Uh, 22 News was there Thursday as multiple agencies searched Fuller and Bates Road. Chesterfield police said they began the search around 6 p.m. Wednesday night. A person close with the hiker received a phone call from the hiker saying he was lost in the woods. The search, now nearly 24 hours long, spans across a heavily wooded area, and authorities are taking multiple approaches involving police dogs, the State's Department of Fire Services, Special Operations State Police, and multiple sheriff's departments, including Hanman County. Uh, it's an evolving situation. Uh, 22 News contacted Mass State Police and is waiting to hear back. I can hear I can see the guy going, yeah, why? Well, I left a message. Yeah. We're not, we'll call you when we're ready to call you. Yeah. You don't need to be in our way. And you don't need to come and tell everybody what you saw here. You know, when you say the uh, the Chesterfield police, in my mind, I'm thinking the Chesterfield cop. I can't imagine it's a real big constabulatory over there. Well, that's why they bring the state police in. I would think they'd have to bring everybody in for any crime in uh, Chesterfield. Well, you bring the state police in because, uh, you know, those are the ones that know what they're doing. You know, the the, the, the cop in town who also poses as the snowplow driver and the (laughs) hair care specialist (laughs) in town. Well, not only is he the chief, he's the barber, the snowplow driver, and uh, he's the guy that uh, and as, rings the bell at Christmas time to get people to donate to the town. And as of about two months ago, he was the mayor of the town, but unfortunately was not the 10th caller and could not renew his job. There you go. Uh, 
A thief in Minneapolis was driving around in a stolen vehicle on Wednesday when he spotted a truck and apparently decided to upgrade. A man named Derek Gucci owned the truck. Gucci, Gucci, goo. (laughs) And he was getting something out of the back when the thief approached, uh, stole the truck, and drove off. Derek's four kids, all under the age of five, were still inside the truck at the time. Oh, boy. Derek panicked, but then he saw the thief's car idling nearby. Derek hopped inside, chased the thief down, and then he rear-ended his own truck to put an end to the chase. Luckily, no one was injured, but the thief ran off and got away. The Minneapolis Police Department is still investigating. It's unclear if they have any suspects. A GoFundMe has been set up for the family. It's a pretty wild story. That is a pretty wild story. I have a lot of questions about that, though. Like, would you drive into your own vehicle knowing that your own kids were in there? Uh, no. I would drive into somebody else's vehicle then you know, damage my own. Because then all of a sudden it becomes an insurance problem for me. And, of course, you know, it could hurt my kids, too. But, I mean, yeah, really, it's... I mean, I guess. I mean, what's you know, what's my deductible on this? Well, five hundred dollars. Okay, but I'm guessing, you know, in the heat of the moment, you probably don't even you probably don't even know. You're making these decisions, going, all right. Well, there's a car there, and my my kids just got taken away by somebody. I bet you I'm gonna take this car, and uh, just ram this guy. Probably not thinking of the, uh, you know, all the, the implications that could happen yeah, like, afterwards. Yeah, you like know, how's going to affect his uh, insurance premiums down the road for the next six years? Yeah, did I tell you about that uh, app that I have on my phone? No. It was an app. Um, here's another uh, stupid, I got duped by the insurance company thing. <laughs> the, it's this app uh, from, I have Plymouth Rock Insurance, right, for my car. Okay. And they send you this app called Road Rewards, and basically you keep it on, and it, and then it scores you on how well you've driven, and um, <laughs> it gives you points, so you can turn those points into like merch, merchant stuff. Okay, they, they have things that you can get for the points. Well, I totally forgot that this thing was on. Okay, I downloaded it, turned it on, and then forgot all about it. So the thing's been tracking me for over a year. And I go back and I look, and uh, I had a I had a score of eighty nine. That's good. Well, they they judge on things like hard braking and turning and speeding and uh, like all of these other things, right? What, the, I don't know how it knows that you're in the car. I guess. So how how many points can you redeem? Can you get like a fishing boat or something? No, but I redeemed one hundred and thirty dollars for Amazon cards. Shut up! Yeah. Wow. But then they're tracking how you're that's driving. That's exactly what I'm getting at. So, I mean, that's a, like the you know, Amazon card aside. <clears throat> now they know whether you're a menace on the road. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, a I sneaky, like that. sneaky, sneaky way for them to do that. My premium hasn't gone up. In fact, it went down this year. All right, but you're lucky. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a safe driver. But you got to believe that some knucklehead out there doesn't, doesn't, uh, yeah. it doesn't occur to them that the insurance companies might just might be looking to get one over on you how safe uh, of a driver am i if i only have an 89 and not a 100 it tells you all these things and what is it uh, what is it telling you uh like no hard braking i took they're, they're basing it off 57 trips mm-hmm. no hard braking uh I had zero violations of that. Uh, speeding, 
out of based on 34 trips, I had one incident of speeding. Only one? Yeah, that's what knocked you. But see, again, I don't know how they're t- they're testing this. I mean, obviously the, the the map app tells you how fast the speed limit is in a certain area, right? Yeah. So it's like 35 miles an hour. If you're going 40, is that considered speeding? Like, I don't know what their algorithm is for figuring that out. I don't know, but something tells me this could uh, this could haunt you later on. Well, either way, I got Amazon gift cards. Sure, I'm paying twenty uh, percent extra insurance premiums for my crappy driving. But look at all this free stuff you've got. Yeah, I'll get it in two days or less. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly cloudy with a high of forty four. Tomorrow, cloudy and rainy with a high of fifty four. It's twenty five right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one oh two. Springfield's classic rock at six fifty one and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel and Rock one oh two. Gonna be uh partly uh cloudy today with a high of forty four. Tomorrow mild and rainy with a high of fifty four. It is uh twenty five downtown Springfield. Yeah, you, know, you find yourself missing uh, portions of the Bax and Nagel show. I mean it it happens. It's uh you're human, uh, I assume uh, for for the most part. Uh, go and check out the daily podcast. It's posted every day after 10 o'clock. You can uh, check it out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, I uh, reposted my interview with Elliot Easton from The Cars. You can check that out from uh, October of 2020. And then uh, on Monday, a uh, brand new uh, interview with uh, Dirty Walter Kibbe from the band Fishbone. Uh, so that's coming up on Monday, again, on all those platforms and rock102.com. Sweet. Yeah, there you go. There um, you have it. Uh, I, I kind of read an interesting uh, comment here about this whole Kanye thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is it ye or yay? I can't. Uh, yay. Yeah, yay. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye. Yeah. So it's yay. Otherwise, you'd be saying Kanye. Yeah, but I thought he refers to himself as ye. When he was talking, I always about thought it was Ye. Anyway, Ye has a weeks long meltdown about the uh, the Jews across the media. It just keeps doubling down, loses billions in deals over it, gets kicked out of uh, Skechers headquarters uh, because no way are they picking that crap up. Starts a fight in the Daily Wire because Shapiro is going WTF and Candace Owens doesn't know what the F to do because she wants Ye to buy parlor off her husband and she was the one who wanted to groom Ye to be another major black figurehead in right wing politics. But now he's going way too far with it. He uh, he forms the the gang with uh, Milo, Sneeko, and Nick Effing Fuentes, the literal Nazi. Dumps them on the Trump's doorstep and basically nukes Trump's fledging campaign with surprise you had dinner with a bunch of effing Nazis and has the balls to ask Trump, of all people, to drop his presidential run he just announced to be his vice president. <laughs> and then... He guy goes on uh, the Tim Pool show, refuses Tim's attempt at helping him code his Nazi talking points and storms off because he's got too much pushback for being a Nazi on Tim Pool's show, then goes on Alex Jones and just says, I love Hitler. He then goes uh, so mask off, he manages to out crazy Alex effing Jones <laughs> on his own show and makes one of the craziest MFers in the media uh, look at him like a deer in the headlights, utterly flabbergasted. And then he gets banned off Twitter after Elon wouldn't shut up about free speech on Twitter because Yee is radioactive right now. Elon betrayed you, Yee. Free speech and comedy are dead on Twitter again. There you go. I thought that was a nice little rant. Who wrote that? It was a comment on one of the Reddit stories that, uh, that was about this Elon Musk banning Kanye from Twitter. 
I mean, you have to work double time to make Alex Jones seem like the most normal person in the room. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the follow-up is, now I bet every shoe company politician and uh, media host is clenching their ass wondering where Yee is going to drop by <laughs> next to start ranting about his, his anti-Semitism. Yeah, you might want to you might yeah. want to alert security just in case. Oh, boy. Sometimes it, you can't make this stuff up. Gary Hoey coming up in just a few minutes at 6.55 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Without any formal training or experience in this area, I would submit to you that there is a very good possibility that former Steelers, Raiders, Patriots, and Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown might be somewhat of an a-hole. Additionally, I would like to state that there's also a very good possibility that it's severely disturbed as well because, you know, you really can be both. And if I'm correct in my assumptions, that Antonio is, in fact, proving my very point. Yesterday, an arrest warrant was issued for Antonio Brown for domestic battery involving a woman following a verbal dispute on Monday afternoon. Apparently, Antonio was being accused of evicting the woman from his home in South Tampa, throwing her stuff out of the house, locking her out of the property, and throwing a shoe at her head. The woman, who is said to be the mother of at least four of his children, attempted to seek a protective order against him on Tuesday, preventing him from possessing any firearms if he was deemed to be a danger to himself or to others. That order was denied. Instead, he was issued an arrest warrant. He issued an arrest warrant for Antonio Brown. Now here's where things start to get a little interesting, because police were unable to execute that warrant after Antonio refused to communicate with them when they arrived at his house, prompting what appeared to be somewhat of a standoff, even though they could not confirm that he was even at the home at the time. Folks, this is a guy who just a year ago was arrested for attacking the truck driver who moved him into that house. And now here he is throwing shoes at the mother of his children. Add that to the laundry list of erratic behavior, self-sabotaging career moves, and his well-documented public blowouts, and you start to realize that maybe he really is some sort of a-hole. An a-hole who should be medicated with a mood stabilizer the size of the Lombardi Trophy. The very trophy he helped win in Super Bowl 55, because this guy needs some serious help. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Annalise at the Island Pond Rockies loves her power tools. Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. Rockies got the best power tool department in town. At every Rockies, you'll find good people and rock-solid service. Like Annalise, the power tool expert at the Island Pond Rockies. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.09. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, I like that Christmas ditty. That's a good one from Gary. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Gary Hoey, who, by the way, tonight is going to be at the Wolf's Den at Mohegan Sun. Yeah. And if you miss him tonight, you could always get in your car tomorrow in the rain, drive all the way out to Fall River. He'll be at the Narrows, which actually is a really cool room to see a show. I'd rather go to Mohegan Sun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Not that I wouldn't travel to Fall River to see Gary Hoey. I just, there's two options available. Yes. I'm going to the closer one. Uh, we got him on Zoom. Uh, Gary Hoey. Hey, Gary, how are you? 
I'm doing well. Yeah. Doing well, man. Good to see you guys. Absolutely. You know, we were supposed to talk to you, uh, talk to you last week, and then uh, things got all jammed up for you. So uh, it's good to finally have you. Even if uh, even if you you couldn't join us for the marathon, it's great to have you now. Now it's officially, you know, around the holidays. Now it's Gary Hoey time. I was gonna say, let's kick this thing off, man. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I like I like how festive you are. You got the whole ho ho hoey outfit on with the t-shirt and the uh, the, the cap, and, and uh, you're looking great, man. Thank you so much. Well, we just came up with this new ugly sweater t-shirt. Look at that's fantastic. Oh, ho ho hoey, tis the season. That's totally badass. Isn't that pretty badass? It's like a kind of an ugly sweater on a t-shirt. I was going to bring you some, but I didn't see you. Yeah, but all right. And I've got the ho 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 we hat, so I figured I'd just be festive for you guys. Kick it off, why not? Good to see you guys. So, uh, just you know, real quickly, you're going to be at uh, the uh, the Wolf Stand in Mohegan Sun tonight, and then also uh, the Narrows in in Fall River, which I saw a show there um, last year. That's it's a wicked cool room. I don't know if you've been at the Narrows already, but it's a really neat place to have a show. Real real intimate small room. I like it. I like the vibe. And we have played there before and it's, uh, it is cool. It's a cool place. So you're now in the middle of a tour or it just kicked off. You got some new members of the band. Tell us about that. Yeah, we had some great shows. We just uh, started up in, uh, on Philadelphia, New Jersey. And then we ended at Daryl's house on Sunday night and we had three really great shows to kick off the tour. And, uh, you know, we're playing with Matt Starr on drums who, uh, plays with Ace Fraley from kiss. And he, you know, he's a great drummer, man. He's, he, he gets calls for so many gigs and he, he plays with Mr. Big, excuse me, um, Paul Gilbert and, you know, Billy Sheehan, like, you know, so he's a real powerhouse drummer. And I played with him a few times and he did some shows last year. So he's doing the whole tour. And AJ, my bass player, you know, retired after a long time. And uh, we're wishing him well. He's home doing his real estate, taking care of his family. And I'm working with a bass player named Sam, uh, Sam Klotz from rochester new york a young 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 bass player who i discovered on a pickup gig and the kid can play really so for a guy who's been playing with ace fraley uh i would imagine playing with gary hoey must seem <laughs> like i don't know i mean it must seem like a like a whole new level of maturity and and uh you know comprehension because it just seems like uh, ace is a little far out there right ace ace is the uh the, the spaceman but um <laughs> Ace is amazing. You know, Ace wrote songs and played riffs that gave so many young guitar players a catalyst of how to build a solo and how to play, you know, whether it was a, you know, whether it was a simple, you know, you know, you know, if he was, if he went like, you know, we all had to learn those riffs, you know, and he gave us a great start. And then you think of like, you know, Detroit Rock City. You know, just those riffs were, they, they might not have been super hard, but they were great. And when Matt plays with me, you know, he gets to play all kinds of music because, you know, I need a drummer that's versatile. You know, we do everything from, you know, rock to blues to, you know, we could be doing something from the surf album. So uh, that covers <laughs> it all. And uh, I worked with Ace in New York just last week, actually. He came in and played with, uh, with the camp, rock camp. And, and, uh, and how, how was Ace? Because, I mean, you know, we've seen him at times where he didn't wake up until like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, well, you can mumble anything. Yeah, you know, you, ne you never know what, what, what stage someone's in or what, what, what going through. But he, um, 
I mean, he was great that day. He came in, he just played with everybody and, and we, and everyone got up and jammed with him on stage. And he was, he was too perfectly nice and cool to everybody, you know? Uh, but I, I talked to Matt, Matt said, he's, you know, he's not like, he's not like a drugging or anything. He's like a clean, you know, he's been clean. I, you know, who just knows we, some people just all the stuff we people did in the eighties and stuff, you know what I mean? There's sometimes individual effect, you know? Oh, you're, yeah. you're tired. They're all tired. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I think they took a hit on a joint. They never exhaled. <laughs> that, well, that's, well, I'm just saying they're getting older and they're getting tired. That's why some of these shows start at like 6.30 p.m. now and then they're over by 8. <laughs> you go. That's Isn't that the – so they don't they don't risk the buffet at the OK Corral, whatever it's called. Right, right. So I, I saw that you did this uh, this fantasy camp thing, you know, and you talked about Ace being there, but you know there, there were some other big – you know, some, some really interesting guys there. You know, Kasim Sultan was there. I think uh, uh, Nels uh, uh, from uh, Wilco, Chuck Lavelle, who played with the Allman Brothers and the Rolling Stones. And then and then there's you. How does that work out? Do people just, like, sign up for it then, you know, spend a couple of days just taking, you know, the, the greatest lessons of their lives from you guys? Yeah, it's really – it's exactly it. You sign up and you end up – you tell them, like, you know, what your level is at. If you're a beginner, intermediate, it doesn't matter. And we mix the levels of people together in the bands. And – we mentor you. So each band gets gets a rock star counselor that comes in. It might be Vinnie Apice. It could be Kasim from Todd Rundgren's band. It could be me or someone else. And then the rest of the players are just people that, you know, we also do Zoom stuff like we're doing ahead of time. You know, we hang out on Zoom and we talk about the songs and we have a little band hangout. And then by the time they get there, they're not so freaked out. Everybody's nervous, even me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Chuck Lavelle. You know, I'm, I, I'm nervous, too. <laughs> But you just you just take a deep breath and say, okay, we're going to get through it. And then in 48 hours, we have to get in the room and work and rehearse and then get on stage at the cutting room in New York City. So if someone, if you've been in a band in college and you never got to ever play on stage, this could be the biggest dream of your life. This could be like this one moment. And I see it where one guy said, he goes, I've never played on stage before in my life. He said, I'm a surgeon. I cut people open. I can't do this. I said, okay, we'll open up with like a surgeon. He's like, no. And he, uh, he went on stage and he did a great job. And here's what I told him. I said, listen, man, I said, don't worry about making mistakes. I said, just, you know, if you make a mistake, just keep moving. That's the whole thing about being a professional is just keep moving. Right. Don't let it throw you off. And he did great. You know, they, they don't give you the same instructions at surgery fantasy camp. They, they never tell you that. Just don't worry about how it ends up. Just go ahead and cut open and start removing things. That's what I told Pierre. I said, Pierre, tell Vinny Apice, lay a, lay a body on the table and say, do me a heart surgeon right now. I need some heart surgery. What would Vinny do? So I, I, uh, I was on uh, YouTube uh, this afternoon, and I came across this, uh, this video of your son, Ian, playing the national anthem during a high school football game at the age of nine, and then seeing you know how much the kid has progressed and uh, – He's he's uh, improved a lot since the age of nine. What is he like? Twenty, twenty one now. Twenty one now. Wow. And yeah, that was funny. He he played at his own football game with the uniform on and the shoulder pads. <laughs> I taught him how to play, you know, the national anthem. I taught him how to play it like on one string. You know, it it was like a um, it was like a you know, <laughs> one of those. And he did fantastic at nine years old. And um, and then he just kept playing and playing, and now uh, yeah, 21 years old, and he really loves the guitar. He's been playing all the time, and he wants to make a career uh, in the music business. So he's just you know developing his stuff. But I'm really proud of him. Now he does uh, as 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 you being Gary Hoey, and uh, you know he's your son. 
is he's not gonna he's not gonna like Julian Lennon this thing is he he's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna do that to you right I, I hope not man I told him the other day I said Ian you know ho 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 he might need a break in 10 years if you took this thing over you could make some nice money to pay off your college debt you know what I'm like, <laughs> it's a good a good little income every year so he was laughing he's like dad I, I already know half the song so I'm like slow down kid <laughs> So uh, let me ask you, how, how often do you go to Daryl's house? Well, we play there usually like once a year, you know, it, and sometimes we'll play there on the off season, you know, just doing like a blues thing or, you know, doing my regular tour. Um, but usually once a year, but sometimes twice, but generally one. Oh, I, I just didn't know if you were like hanging out there all the time, like you and Daryl Hall just hanging out. And, uh, you know, I would love to hang out. I'd love to hang out with him, man. Yeah. Anytime, anytime he's ready, man. I got, I got the chords. Baby hair. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, the reason why I was asking because I went and saw Daryl Hall and John Oates uh, back on Columbus Day weekend, and he had this horrible sound problem throughout the entire show. It was, oh, no. uh, there, was there was nothing but reverb, uh, even, even for the, like the last uh, four songs of the encore that he came out and did. And, I, and, and we were saying that he's probably throwing cymbals at that sound guy because he couldn't get the sound <laughs> right the whole show. I was just curious if you had run into him and he was, you know, bitching about that <laughs> behind the scenes because it would be not, not there was a lot of people there was a lot of people complaining about it. That's why I was just curious. That happens Dude. at times. You, you just have sound issues. I he I he didn't say anything. I didn't hear anything. Um, but you never know when it's going to happen. But, well, that's a good question though. It, I mean, especially for a performer like yourself. I mean, do you? When you go to venues, are do you hire their sound people, or is it the, you bring your own sound people with you? It depends. You know, I've had I've done it both ways. I've had a traveling sound man with us, you know, tr mixing us all the time. And sometimes, if we do a fly date, like if we fly to Chicago and Detroit and, and a few shows, we might not right. have a sound guy. Then we're using the house people, and sometimes they're really good. They know the room really well. You know, they're used to the room and mixing people in there, so they generally do really well. And I'm always nice to them, man. I'm always nice, nice, nice. I ain't throwing symbols. Because <laughs> they have the controls. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Well, and symbols yeah, are very right. expensive, as you know, and they can be a lot of money to, to just, you know, throw at somebody. Exactly. There you go. You don't want to throw symbols at them. Maybe like I, you know what I found out years ago, and this is the God's truth. I was opening for a band and, the, and they weren't giving us a great sound. And I just started throwing $20 bills. I, I went up to the soundboard and I threw a couple 20s and I said, man, Give me like five dB of vocal for twenty bucks, and I threw some twenties. Not even kidding, it was the best twenty bucks I ever spent. <laughs> I had the same echo as Ozzy. It was like da 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 da. I mean, yep, that's that's awesome. That's all it takes. So it's a uh, you know while we have you here because uh, you know we you know we we didn't get you last week. I mean, could could you play something for us while we got you? Absolutely. I mean, I can play a little. I can play a little medley of some riffs if you'd like to get in the holiday spirit. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Sure. I always love to. I always love to play, man. Let the guitar do the talking. <laughs>
you know, you just, that's awesome, man. You just make it look so effortless. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't even, I don't even know how you do it. And, and you, you, for all the guitar players you see on, on film, making, you know, these crazy faces, like they're in such pain, your, your, your fingers are just gliding over. Like it's like, it's glass. It's unbelievable. Thank you. I, I have, I have a request. Uh, the Christmas shoes, please. <laughs> Which one is it? The Christmas shoes. What is the one of the Christmas shoes? It's it's an awful awful song. I was just joking. You don't. You're joking. That That's one. awesome, man. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> I was on a show earlier today, and someone said, "Can you do that song, Heat Miser?" And I I was like, "Heat Miser." I remember that you know that that animated show, and, and the guys like trying yeah. to me, and I'm like, and and we could not figure it out, and it was very hilarious. I'm like, I don't think I know that one. <laughs> oh man. So I mean, it's, 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 someone asked me to do. Um, Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. I'm like, no way. I can't do that one. It sounds like chipmunks. You know, the, the key she's in. I don't know what she's singing. <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking roll Christmas, right? That's what I wanted to do. Right, right, right. I wanted to, um, I wanted to take just what, you know, what the old melodies were and try to add something fresh. I mean, that was my whole thing. Like when I, when I first did the first Christmas song, I remember I recorded Silent Night. And it sounded so pretty. And I was like, it's just pretty. Who cares? You know, and I remember taking the guitar and I tried tuning it down, going just like, you know. And I started going. And I was playing this riff and I thought, okay, now I'm going to play Christmas. And I thought, what if we went back to the evil riff, you know? <laughs> Everybody loves good and evil, you know. There's yeah. always like a. Nah, it's pretty awesome, man. Unbelievable. We, we play that. We play your album around the house all every year. I appreciate it so much, and I'm just saying that you know, I was trying so hard to explore um, how I could how I could expand on the Christmas music and not. And not ruin the melodies. You know, I, I still played a lot of respect to the melodies and made sure I was playing the right notes, you know. And, uh, and then the riffs in between, I really spent a lot of time. So to see 27 years go by and people playing it in their houses and, and just enjoying the, the, the idea that I, uh, I wanted to just be fun and have people have a good time listening to it, it's more than an honor for me. I can't even tell yeah. you. Yeah. Well, Gary, it, it, I'm, I'm glad we finally got a chance to talk to you. I know last week was, uh, it was kind of all jammed up. And, and, uh, but it's, it's good to have you at Mohegan Sun. Uh, and then the, the narrows at fall river on, uh, on Saturday, Gary, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a, a great uh, tour and a, and a great holiday season with your family. You too, man. I got to say all the years we've known each other. You feel, you feel more like family, you and Steve, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and all you guys, you guys feel more like family, uh, than anything else. So God bless you guys. Have an awesome holiday. And, uh, thanks for having me. And next year's Mayflower we appreciate it, Gary. and next year's Mayflower marathon. We want you there. Yeah, man, I would love to, and uh, I'm I'm sorry I didn't make it this time, but next time I'd love no, it. Right. Sounds great, Gary Howie. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, my guys. Thanks, bud. Man. You Woo! bet, Gary Howie. <laughs> Bax and Nagel on Rock. Seven thirty four. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all electric Ionic Five for twenty eight days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was taken to the hospital last night following a train versus car accident in West Springfield. Lieutenant Tony Spear from the West Springfield Fire Department said it happened on Front Street and the Strathmore Bridge. One person had to be removed for the car. They are expected to be okay. 
We'll give you more information as that comes in, which we probably won't because we won't get an update on it. Well, the mayor of West Springfield is coming in in uh, about an hour or so, I, so maybe he has details. Do you think he has the info that no, we need? I don't think he's I got think any so more either. than we've got. Hey, uh, well, we'll get to well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, police, uh, the search is on for two suspects following an armed robbery in East Longmeadow on Wednesday night. The story didn't come out till yesterday, so that's okay, we're doing it now. When Western Mass News crews arrived on Melvin Avenue shortly after 8 p.m., they found several police cruisers and officers canvassing the area with flashlights. Ooh, pretty little suspects all throughout the... <laughs> all in a row. All in a row. Uh, according to police, a resident in the area got home from work and was approached by two males with a taser. After the confrontation was over, he called 911. They did attempt to use a taser on him, which was not effective. There was a struggle that ensued and some items were stolen, said East Long Middle Police Sergeant Stephen Manning. Manning added that some witnesses did come forward with information. He said police have no reason to believe the public is in any danger. Now, uh, did it say what business he uh, may have stolen from? Uh, no. No, it did not. Sorry, I'm letting our guests in the studio. Oh, there it's 745? Yeah, what did you think it was? I thought 845. No, 745. Okay, that's fine. Well, it's... Less work for me to do. I don't know. Crappy clips for that. Now, hear this segment that we do. No, I'm all for it. Believe me, I'm all, all for it. Our benchmark Ugh. will not be hit today. Oh, well. Tomorrow's another, another well, <laughs> Monday's another day. So we don't know what they, what they were trying to steal or whatever, but uh, Taser. That's a, that's a, that's a odd one. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that too often. I agree with that. Uh, the Greenfield Police Department is warning against romance fraud. Romance fraud is when the victim is tricked by another person, usually online, into believing a romantic relationship exists when the intent is to steal from or manipulate the victim. According to the FBI, these con artists are uh, on most major dating and websites. The criminals who carry out romance scams are experts at what they do and will seem genuine, caring, and believable. Con artists are present on most dating and social media sites. Uh, the FBI said the FTC... That's the Federal Trade Commission. Said, I thought those were the ones that uh, that uh, distributed flowers nationwide. No, that's FTD. Uh, you're thinking of what uh, Barney Fife was uh, in Mayberry. No, that's a that's an RFD. No, that's a. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting distracted by voices <laughs> out in the hallway. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, they they tend to say they cannot meet in person, they ask for money, and they will tell you to pay in a way that makes it difficult to get it back. The FC, FTC reported $547 million in losses due to romance scams. Gift cards were the primary form of payment in 2021. A reverse <clears throat> image search, uh, might al- search might also reveal if the person used a photo from another profile or website. You know, I am, uh, yeah, knock on wood, I am so glad I never had to go down... Uh, that road you know dating sites yeah. dating apps i didn't swipe left or right at anybody it's not a pretty I, place to be uh, you know every, really everything i've heard about it just yeah. makes it sound pathetic and sad well, everything it also you know in my experience it was uh you know being an older person trying to do this sure versus being you know uh what do they, what do they call it it's the name I can't remember. Uh, uh, Cougars. Like, well, no, hot and being, horny housewife. Uh, it's not like I was a young man on a dating site, uh, you know, uh, looking for uh, you know a, 
I'm going to run a train up this Tinder sure. profile. Okay. Yes. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Like, you know, you're not doing that. You know. <laughs> but it, it was like, it's so superficial. The whole thing is superficial. There's nothing. Well, the only thing it about it is, do you look good or not? And then you move on to the next thing. Listen, if, you know, if you're Quasimodo, you're probably not going to get swiped right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you've got, if you're like, uh, like, if you're hideous, you yeah. got no chance. Unless... You're being swiped by someone who is also hideous. And even then, and even then. There was a video I watched last night. I think it was a guy. It was just one of those little clip reels on Instagram. Yeah. And it was a guy walking through. I don't know. It was just like walking through a park. And, and it's just a voiceover in the back going, women uh, said I was completely ugly until they found out how much money I have. <laughs> now they just call me broken ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, a Chickabee man was arrested by the FBI in connection with robbing multiple banks along I-91. The FBI dubbed 40-year-old Tyler or Taylor uh, Dizek. I don't even know how you how do you pronounce that? D-Z-I-C-Z-E-K. Dizek. Dizek uh, of Chickabee, the Route 91 bandit, for allegedly robbing 13 banks located in various cities and towns along I-91 in western Massachusetts. New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Vermont. He was taken into custody Thursday without incident. Charges were filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Connecticut. According to that office, the FBI and state law, local and law enforcement have been investigating 14 robberies and one attempted robbery of banks and credit unions, which were committed by what appears to be the same individual that occurred between September of 2021 and August of 2022. Now, how'd they catch him? Well, back on October 21st, FBI special agents were able to retrieve a Red Bull energy drink can that Dizek was uh, observed drinking from. Lab results indicate the DNA matched discarded money wrappers from the Plainville bank robbery. Damn. This is unbelievable. That's some good detective work right there. You know, it just shows you, though, if you're going uh, to commit crimes like this, wait till you're home before you start drinking the Red Bull. Yeah. Or your, uh, or your monster energy drink or your five-hour energy drink or any kind of uh, Powerade or... Something that uh, you know, replenishes the electrolytes you burn off trying to rob a bank. Those things are bad for your health. It's also bad for uh, you know, trying to <laughs> you know, be a scofflaw, too. I had uh, one of my, my kid's friends come over the house who was drinking one of those like monster things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I turned into that uh, educational dad about, you know, that stuff's going to rot your stomach out and uh, you're going to, it's throwing your sleep schedule off and you shouldn't be drinking any of that stuff. Now, shut up and eat your macaroni and cheese. Yeah, come over <laughs> here and eat your mac and cheese and all the ice cream that I bought in the freezer. Go ahead. <laughs> At least there's one of the four food groups in that stuff. Yeah, I, I've, I've realized that I'm getting to that, to that stage. Oh, yeah. Where the, uh, where I'm starting to realize, hey, maybe I should be a little bit more mature about the way I do things around here. And now I got to, now I got to like. Uh, well, because you have preteens who are relying on yeah, you. Yeah, right. That's, that's right, the problem. Right. And I have to be more mature now in my yeah. responses and how to handle things. So I'm that dad now. I'm boring dad. You can't be, hey, buddy, pull my finger. You can't be that dad anymore. Uh, a 72-year-old hospital patient in Germany just got arrested for unplugging her roommate's ventilator because the sound of it was annoying her. <laughs> well, she can't be blamed. It is annoying. The other uh, patient was a 79-year-old lady who needed the ventilator to breathe and, you know, stay alive. 
since she uh, or she did it once and the hospital staff told her not to do it again. <laughs> they made sure she understood that the ventilator was a life or death thing for the woman, but then she did it again later that night anyway and almost killed her. Doctors had to revive the woman and luckily she made it. The lady who uh, did it was in court on Wednesday. She's facing charges for attempted manslaughter. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to move them into different rooms. Ah. Uh. Oh, shut that off. Oh, lady, with your breathing, you. with the machines. You trying to stay alive. There was a there was a song by um, by Weird Al Yankovic called Mr. Frump and the Iron Lung and how he would go and visit. Oh, I visit him every day and we have these long conversations and his response is just. And it's like he's this annoying person that goes and tells this guy all about his life, and oh. uh, you know. And then, of course, the ventilator stops working by the end of the song. Still a classic. That's what it do. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today: sunny and a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 54. It's 25 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 7:50 in Queen. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's always nice to get a visit from the Kennedy family of West Springfield. Here's uh, John Jr. and his Uncle Ted. <laughs> the entire power block of West Side is in the, uh, the studio with us right now. Uh, the Mayor Will Reichelt and uh, City Council President Ed Sullivan. Like there's like so much power in this room right now. It can you can light feel up the, it, right? It can light up the entire town. Yeah, yeah. Put on your deodorant. How you guys been? Good, good. Great to yeah, be no here. Complaints. Great to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, thank you very much, yeah. and, and thank you very much for your uh, your parting gift. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very nice of you. The yeah. best wrapping paper in Western Mass, at least. Yeah, that's uh, I think we can expand fancy. past that. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, uh, a few years ago, I ran out of the paper that you'd given us a couple of years ago. And I had to go uh, down the street to a certain uh, national pharmacy chain to get my wrapping paper, and it was like sweatshop paper. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you had the Sullivan paper? Like this, this, uh, this will not do. Right, this right, will. Absolutely. I can't wrap anything in this. Right, right. no quality there. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, you know, we talked about a couple of things off the air that we want to talk about. But is there anything that you up at the forefront that uh, is going on big right now over in the town? You know, I would say our big focus for at least me the past few years has been our downtown. Mm-hmm. And we got another Beanopoly open. We talked about that a little bit a few years ago. They're doing great. The Majestic's down there. Tandem just opened last year, the beginning of this year. Uh, we got the West Side Bar and Grill that's opening as well. So we're really broadening what was just a one storefront United Bank area to yeah. three different storefronts now, bringing a lot of people down there. We just lit the Christmas tree last night down in downtown, so it's a great opportunity, great time to, to visit. It's it's looking great through. I go through there almost every day, and it, and it's looking better and better every time. Uh, you know, every couple of months or so, you notice something different that yeah. that changed on that green. They took all those trees out of the green in the in the center of town. How many years ago is that now? I was right after the, I think it was after the tornado, so 2011, yeah. and it's been a few years after that into probably like the early mid 2010s that they took everything down, and then last year. We started that construction with a gaming commission grant to do the bike pass, yeah. and we do the intersection and everything, and that same thing is going to happen to the Elm Street corridor next year. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Can I ask a dumb question? This is a really dumb question. <laughs> Every question. Every have. town has taken you know that kind of money and has put bike paths in areas where you'd have to be out of your mind to be riding on a bike path <laughs> in the middle of downtown. That's true. That's true. And you got a bike path there. Well, what, you, know, what, what, you so hear what is him a, say that's true because he goes on the bike path in Westfield. Isn't like to ride on the road. Well, I don't but, blame him. I don't yeah. blame him. But it's like, kind of like if you build it, they will come. It's like that. But, but is that true? 
I mean, how much additional bike traffic? Well, we got the scooters too, so you got to take those into account. Oh, I, 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 I <laughs> sorry. Let me back. Let me back that up. But it's like you know, it, it's not just West Springfield. It's, it's yeah. like every town but has it's a requirement of getting those funds to put well, in. Well, the bike state, trails. yeah, the state's yeah. pushing their big complete streets thing to make yeah. all roads kind of multimodal, so it's safer for all different transportation <laughs> and all different. I mean, it does. Sometimes you put bike paths in, and it's like. Like a bike path in the middle of the common, I'd rather just ride on Park Street. Well, it's it's like this. I've seen like you know bike paths that you know cross like a like a highway you know <laughs> off ramps. Like, I I mean, who? What kind of daredevil is going right, to be right. you know, riding a bike in that kind of traffic? I mean, I have ridden down Route 20 before those bike paths were there, and it's much safer now. Than I'm it was sure. Before. Right. But in, in a heavily traveled, yeah. highly congested area of, of town, it'd be like the worst. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what happened to the, the old days? You just ride a, your bike on the sidewalk where right. it was safe. Well, well wait a minute. Is, are they bike lanes? Are you talking about bike lanes? Or bike lanes. Oh, I mean, okay. you, well, I mean they, do, they do a little bit. They do like the off. There's areas that have like the wide sidewalks and like yeah. the off-road bike paths. And then they just put bike lanes kind of in a lot more places, too. Have you, have you got any pushback? Like, I know in Westfield, when they put that, that uh, they were extending that trail and then people yeah. were complaining oh my god this thing is right in my backyard who's coming through my backyard did you get complaints like that we're, about- do- we're doing memorial ave next year and there's a section in front of the biggie that's going from four to three lanes mm-hmm. so one lane in each direction with a center turning lane and then part of it was to make room for off-road bike paths on, on one side one whole bike path as it goes down so there was certainly pushback then of like why are you doing this no one rides a bike down here and that kind of goes to the point of it, you don't ride a bike because there's no shoulder and it's unsafe. So if you build it, it's mm-hmm. there'll be more space for that. But at the same time, kind of with what they did in Route 20, the idea is to shrink some of these roads because you got people that are flying down it. And there's no way to ever have enough police to patrol all the roads for speeding. Right. So if you build the road so that it's more natural to drive slower, it's safer generally. That's the road diets the you're road, talking yes. about. Yeah. The yeah. one on uh, Route 5 Route between 5 and the, Route well, the, yeah, the South, cool. was it the South End Bridge? Uh, North End Bridge. North End Bridge and, and McDonald's. the McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. So th- th- has that worked? Has that been yeah, successful? Yeah, like their data, and I don't know where they get, it's creepy how they get this data. They like track cars and everything, but they can yeah. show us that the general time they go through it hasn't decreased, but the speed has by like 10 miles an hour on average. Yeah. And it's the high-end speed, so like the 70-plus speeds that they're bringing down. Well, and I'm sure the, the road diet, the lane restriction, certainly helps like during the the Big E where there's hardly oh, any yeah. traffic well, in town Not that you can do that. <laughs> you got 10 <laughs> lanes and there's still be traffic. West Springfield, Will Reichelt and uh, Ed Sullivan, the, uh, the city council president. There you Man, go. you've really come around. Yeah, you really yeah. have. Recycled myself. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we were we were talking uh, a little bit um, about uh, marijuana in uh, in West Springfield, and uh, it is one town that has been a little slow to uh, to move forward in the cannabis industry. Tell me where things are at right now with uh, with West Springfield and, and uh, dispensaries. So, I mean, you can speak to the, the 20th attempt to redo what the council did back in July. Hey, do you see what he's doing? He's passing yeah, his phone again. Are you going to allow he's that? He's deflecting. He's deflecting. <laughs> well, well, Ed is his subordinate now. So, you know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not speaking a road diet. We're not going down that road. <laughs> uh, so, but you already have a medical facility in town. Yes. So, and so this is this this proposal for this latest one, is this, this was for a uh, recreational. recreational. Right. Recreational only. Well, I mean, medical is allowed by law. No, Um, I meant this particular. Wasn't it like a particular shop that was applying for a permit? No, no. no. So we just redid 
Oh, oh you the just Orange. Back in 2018, they, they put in place, he wasn't gotcha. on the council then, but they yeah. put in place a ban of recreational marijuana. So what they voted on in July was to undo that ban and allow up to three stores to be in town. Okay. And that process, we did an RFP. That process is they're going through it all now, and they'll hopefully make a decision in the first quarter next year. Yeah. But uh, Dan O'Brien doesn't seem to really want to have no. uh, these kinds of things, because God forbid, you know, we we had any kind of uh, you know, sinful items in the, in the town of West Springfield. You know, the next thing you know, you'll be taping people's mouths shut <laughs> <laughs> to stop them from talking about these things. But uh, so what? What's the issue? The issue is. They want to table this back? Is that how So the the big opposition that they have to this and the biggest argument I would say that, that supports them is this idea that we never either voted on it or we voted against it. So back in 2016, it was on the statewide ballot to approve it statewide. Right. And Westside, by like a few hundred votes, voted not to allow it statewide, rec- statewide approved. So they voted against the statewide allowance of it okay right and they're hanging their hat on especially dan o'brien is saying we voted against it we should vote again and you know ed knows he was around the time we created our former government that's not what we do as a city it's the city council's job the town council's job to approve new legislation that's what we put before them that's what they did but there's this constant attempt of we never voted we never voted Mm. we got to stop it and it's i think it goes to show we did a survey back in April, I think it was this past year, that went out to like a thousand residents that shows a 70% support of legalization in town. Well, I think what's happened is, and, and you guys probably know this, it's like, you know, all the opposition there was uh, towards cannabis, all the things that they, they claim was going to happen, additional crime, kids were going to get a, you know, going to walk past the dispensary and somehow get their hands on gummies or whatever it was, all of the things that we worried about didn't happen. ever happen. It was yeah. like we, you know, the anxiety of, of dispensaries was uh, was kind of like, not a, not a deception. I just think we yeah. we kind of underestimated what the problems were going to be. That's what we heard in 2018, all like the worst case scenarios. Like there's going to be like marijuana zombies walking through town. So, okay, four years later, we get to see one in, I mean, Northampton, Springfield, Westfield, Listen, I've, everywhere. I've seen more zombies walking through Costco <laughs> to get free samples <laughs> right. or Walmart. I've seen any, any reefer zombies in West Springfield. So really, you're exactly the point of, okay, so we waited four years to see what all the negatives that never materialize. So let's kind of put this weird obsession we have with the reefer madness behind us and move forward into an industry that people in town, like there's, we have data that people are leaving Westside that live here to buy it somewhere else and then come back and smoke it here. You know, you know what your progressive ideas have gotten you? <laughs> a number one spot on the Dan O'Brien hate list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I moved up past yeah. you. Wow, that. moved ahead of me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you know I'm, what? I'm number two. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go against this power block right here, the Ed Sullivan, <laughs> yeah, Will Reichelt uh, 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 you know, combination here. Listen, we are all, we're all out of time. We appreciate you guys coming well, in uh, today. You guys. My pleasure. And again, uh, happy holidays to you and all your listeners, all 12 of them. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Hey, come on now. We've we've we've, du- we've doubled since September. <laughs> right, 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 right. You guys have a great one. Appreciate Good to see you. It. Thank it's you. eight o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rockwood O2. Charlie Epstein here, and I thrill of the drive. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tomorrow is in the World Cup. Team USA will face the Netherlands in a game that, quite frankly, if they lose, completely ends my interest in the World Cup. I mean, if you don't have Americans playing in the World Cup, then what's even the point of watching it? Nevertheless, 
the Americans will be facing almost certain elimination if they lose. And while I don't know jack squat about the Netherlandians or whatever they prefer to be called, one thing is for sure. The USA sure could use their best player, Christian Pulisic. Now, I don't know what you know about the game of international soccer, but if you're going to be playing in the World Cup, then you better be ready to suck it up and play through some of your injuries. Otherwise, you're going to go home on a very long international flight with nothing in your hands but your carry-on luggage. And yet, Christian Pulisic, the only guy who scored a goal over the Iranians, has not yet committed to playing tomorrow because of a pelvic contusion. What is a pelvic contusion? According to my vast medical knowledge, a pelvic contusion is nothing more than a very bad bruise to the pelvis. Of course, the pelvis is a comparatively large area of the human body that includes the hips, the various bits and pieces, and of course, your bum. Yesterday, in a press conference, Christian spoke about his injury, claiming that he took a knee to the pelvic area, but did not, and I quote, get hit in the balls. Folks, getting jammed up in the cubes would be the only thing that would prevent me from getting on the field tomorrow morning against the Netherlands. Well, that and the fact I'm 56 years old with limited athletic ability and skills, but without a direct hit, I see no reason why he should be relegated to the sidelines during a crucial and potentially eliminating matchup. Sure, there are all kinds of places around the pelvis that you can get hurt on, but those things can take quite a beating. Because when it comes to the World Cup, you can't afford to let your team down over a little thing like bruising. Balls or no balls, we're Americans, and that's just how we do business. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, putting a grill under the tree is like putting plates of steaks and chops and burgers and chicken and racks of ribs under the Christmas tree. Rocky is, is your grilling destination, whether it's a Weber, a Traeger, or a big green egg. Have yourself a grilling little Christmas with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy and mild with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Live Friday! Rock 102-293-1021. That is the number to call for Open Line Friday. Again, I cannot stress enough how little I want to hear your filthy mouths. Uh, intelligent stuff would be kind of a brisk change of pace. Well, there's a fine line of filthy and edgy. Yeah, I mean, I would like uh, yeah. preferred like the hate speech and the profanity to go on somebody else's show. Like yeah. there's one across the hall. You could try that one. Oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of that stuff going on over there. All right, two nine three one zero two one. Waiting for the ah. Here we go. Phones are already uh, lighting up. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Bill. Hey, Bill. What's up? I'm calling in. All right. All right. Very good. And we're accepting your phone call. What do you got to say? Awesome. I would like to recommend something. I want uh, what's Bug and Barry segment. Okay. Every week. Every week. Every week. Oh, Barry right. Trigger, he's on there. He's great. Well, you know, listen, we would love to have more Barry. Uh, we could use a real baryectomy on this place, but uh, it, uh, I don't know if he's ready to do every week. Yeah, I still have his notes from in there uh, from a couple of weeks ago when he was in here. He's probably written more notes well, since there, then. Well, no, there was stuff on there he didn't get to. 
We do like we can do like the the hidden. It's like uh, finding old presidential notes. You know, <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know he had a thing up his crop. Well, this. listen, we we appreciate the the support of Barry. We're all in support of Barry. You guys do a great job. I, I thank you very much, and I just want to say, uh, I think bringing Barry back with what fucking Barry would be a good segment to have. One. All right, I agree. All, all right, right. Thank thanks, you very man. much. Appreciate it. All right, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Joe from Agawam. Hey, Joe, what do you know? Uh, talking about your bone people experience on your blinds. Yeah, bone deep throat, yep. Yeah, yeah, that place. Anyone in the business, any experienced contractor knows, never order anything special through that place, never. It's 99% guaranteed to be followed up. You always go through, uh, like in your case, an independent shade and blind guy or a local lumberyard if possible. Do you really want an independent blind guy looking at that kind of job? Well, uh, I guess if you want your blinds to do what they're supposed to do and actually fit, that, that's probably the way to go. Yeah, I'm just going to say that mo- most blind guys wouldn't be very good at measurements. I I, I, I'm pretty. I, I get. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm pretty that's, sure. That's cute. I'm pretty sure mine were my numbers were inputted by a blind guy. <laughs> well, what happens is at the at the monastery where the nuns were, they were painting the interior of the wall, and uh, they decided to take off all their clothes so they wouldn't get any paint on their outfits. And uh, they were working along, and someone knocked on the door, and they said, "Who is it?" He said, "Blind man." They opened the door and he came walking in with some blinds to hang up. Uh, okay. All right. Very good. Right. Thank. We appreciate right. the well, call. The Thank call. you very I much, there, pal. We appreciate it. All okay. Right. okay. Thanks, Joe. Okay. There, there is a real whole setup to that joke. I know. Yeah. It's okay. Right. It, uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? It's Chris. Hey, Chris. It's Pax and Nagel. How you doing? Great. How are you? Terrific. What's going on? Uh, not too much. I just think you guys should talk about Kanye West a little bit more than you do. <laughs> well, we did. We we just, we dedicated a whole uh, twelve minutes to it this morning. Yeah, we th- I think we got it out of our system. I think you guys should talk a little bit more about it because the censorship in this country is pretty bad. And you guys, the backbone of your job is free speech. And I would hate to see you guys go away because I love listening to you. Well, we we discussed all that at length. Again, you can listen to our podcast absolutely free at rock one hundred two dot com. That show should be up after ten o'clock this morning. I already listened to it. I don't think you guys covered it enough. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. We will we will block out some more time probably Monday. Uh, it's a very important thing, I think, and there's a lot of people in this country that can that see where the direction that the country is going. And you guys are on the right track when Bax was saying, you know, free speech is the backbone of what you do. And we can kind of tell that you guys aren't saying exactly what you want to say all the time. Oh, you believe me, you don't want but, to know but, what but, I have to but say. You, but that's the part of the conversation uh, I that it would be funny. But that's the part of the conversation we were talking about this morning. We are owned by a company who has they have a right to say what you know, we can say a lot of things, but if they take issue with one of them, we could be out the door tomorrow. I could be out the door. I tomorrow. know. I know I'm not blaming you guys. I think you guys are hilarious. I just think that company yeah. of yours need to relax and take the reins off you guys. Well, well it has nothing to do with our company. In fact, uh, you know, they could have me out the door by uh, 9.59 a.m., which would be one minute later than when I usually leave well, here. Thankfully, my paycheck uh, is, al- is, al- is already cleared, so I should be okay. Mm. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate uh, it. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. No not, problem. Not a problem. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Lisa, what's up? I have a blind story. 
Ooh, a blind story. All right. Are you going to go read it in Braille or what? <laughs> uh, no, I just got blinds last night, and I went to Shades on Wheels in Agawam. Uh-huh. Guy came in. Awesome. All right. I will check out Shades on Wheels. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank All right, you. Thanks, okay. Uh, Rock, one, uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's me. It's me. It's you. Good What's to up, see you? you. What's up? I was asking what the station allows people to broadcast with Tourette's. You know, people have Tourette's, but they allow them between 10 and 2. They can broadcast their Tourette's syndrome going on. Who's got Tourette's? Who's got Tourette's? Ten and two. When I listen between ten and two, and he's, it's always going, you know, he'll talk or say something about the weather. <laughs> and every, he can't finish a sentence without cracking himself up. <laughs> well, he's talking about Dan. He's going to say, I, I am. Hey, I got to listen to this. Listen, uh, we've already established that uh, Dan Williams has the big, uh, the big <laughs> Thor hammer of of all the employees that work here. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Listen, to he's a, he's a trained marine. I yeah. would not be bad mouthing that dude in, in in unless you're looking unless you got a death wish. Oh, unless I can go and shower with the boys too. I mean, I can do that too. But then to brag about having penis butter sandwiches in your cooler. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll, I'll pass hey, that along to him. Hey, listen, Dan Williams can do push-ups without using his arms. No that's kidding. A, that's a feat. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, how you doing? This is Gene. Hey, what's up? Hey, so I, I was wondering if you guys still have that contest where you guys put a song and then someone has to say what song it is. Oh, the Master Thespian. Uh, oh, we, we actually haven't done that in, in quite a while. We might bring that back, though. Where's O'Brien? Uh, Florida, I believe. Oh, okay. All right, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Can you guys can you guys try to do more uh, Bill Cosby impersonation? No, I, I listen. I, I think we're uh, we're we're all good. We're all we're all good. But thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Rock uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones, bitch. All right, Mike. What's up? All right. Very good. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Leo. Hey, Leo. Leo. What's happening? Hey, I got a question for you. So when you guys give away free uh, Thunderbirds tickets and whatnot, I call, and I just keep getting busy signals, and then someone else ends up winning. I think uh, I deserve some free tickets. Because you're not dialing fast enough? Oh, no. I do a hang-up, call again, hang-up, call again. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's... I think you guys like me. The luck of the draw, well, man. I, it's uh, if you're caller ten, you're caller ten. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not personal. Oh. Not personal. And uh, there's there's probably more people. You know, if we if we took your logic, there'd probably be like a thousand people that felt like they just deserved tickets. Do you do you listen on? And also, do you listen on the the actual radio, or are you listening through streaming? No, the radio, the radio. Yeah, so uh, right. if you're on streaming, you're you're on a delay. There's a delay by the time we yeah. announce the contest, by the time that people start calling, because yeah. we'll get calls like five minutes later going, hey, you still giving those tickets away? Well, look, dude, I'd love to give you tickets. Probably me. I'd, I'd love to give you okay. uh, Thunderbird tickets, but they're uh, sadly not mine to just hand out. Oh, am yeah. I caller 10 right now? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, he's not caller 10. No, he's you're not. not. No, no, no. You, that's uh, it's, oh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, maybe next right. time. Maybe Good next luck time. to you. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? 
Uh, this is Fred from Springfield. Hello, Hi, Fred. Fred. It's uh, Bax and Nagel. What can we do for you? Uh, listen, Lox and Bagel, you guys are painful to listen to. Why and yet, that? and yet, you called because you were listening. Oh, we're painful to listen to, but I'm going to take time out of my day to dial the phone, wait on hold, <laughs> do all these things <laughs> yes. to tell you that you're not Pain- listenable. Painful to listen to, but yet you knew we were doing open lines. Go figure that. How about that? Let's take uh, one last call here. Well, they're not going to take that one. All right, here we go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. It's Doug. How hey, are you? Good, Doug. What can we do for you? Hey, listen, I've been out of the game for a while. I was uh, out of state. Um, not that I don't love the Bax and Nagel show, but but is John everything good with John? Did he just retire? Yes, he is retired. Okay. You guys keep in touch with him? How's he doing? He's doing great. He said, I uh, hope this guy calls on open line uh, Friday and uh, wishes me <laughs> well. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great if someone yeah. would call their show and hijack it for just yeah. a, a brief second for their own <laughs> morbid curiosity about what just happened. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes like when you don't hear from people for a while, you get like bad news and you're like, shoot, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm glad that he uh, he's doing well. So. Yeah. And yeah. and also, Steve, I'm, uh, Steve, I'm, I'm super pumped you brought back the uh, the Hollywood trash in its full capacity. Yeah. That st- makes my day, man. Stupidest, stup- stupidest thing I ever have done. And uh, people love that for some reason. Did they did they like did, did you go away from that? By direction or just uh, you know what there was some changes going on here a couple of years ago and uh, some people had some issue with it and uh, it was uh, it was I was told not to do it anymore but then uh, those people are no longer with us yeah. uh, so. <laughs> in, oh, in yeah. so many different ways yes anyway but thank you very much for the call we appreciate it uh, all right bye guys all one. right there you go all right. okay I guess you could call that successful <laughs> in a manner of speaking. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG Inks. 829 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A chicken bee man was arrested by the FBI in connection with robbing multiple banks along I-91. The FBI dubbed 40-year-old Taylor Dizek of Chicopee the Route 91 bandit for allegedly robbing 13 banks uh, located in various cities and towns along I-91 in western Massachusetts. Why wouldn't they uh, call it the I-91 bandit? The Route 91 bandit? I don't know why they would why they would do that. On, on the other hand, you know, at, at what point do you say I'm really I'm really pushing it here? How many uh, bank robberies? 14. 14 throughout uh, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire and Massachusetts. See, I would think if you did it once successfully and you got away with it mm-hmm. don't push your luck maybe twice thinking okay well i'm uh, that was easy let me try it again but 14 yeah 14. you're asking you're asking to get caught uh on october 21st fbi special agents were able to retrieve a red bull energy drink that can that uh Dysik was observed drinking from and then lab results indicate the dna match discarded money wrappers from the plainville bank robbery so they probably had to they probably had a bunch of evidence pointing to this guy but you can't mm-hmm. get anything to you know to say he was the guy so you put the uh, you get the dna and you match it up it said to match discarded money wrappers from the plainville bank robbery you never leave your bank money wrappers behind no you take them with you and you recycle them or shred them it's uh it's a little i i really think he should be called the i-91 bandit um yeah that you know, root seems uh a little did, lazy. Did they do interstate 
out 91 Ooh, when they when they were yeah. uh, check tracking this guy listen to you being clever you know it's funny i was uh, looking up an address in uh, in springfield yesterday and you know you go on google maps and you see all these labels of other things around mm-hmm. 291 is called the springfield expressway on google maps it is yeah and I'm like, I've never heard it called the Springfield Expressway. I've never heard anyone refer to it as that. The Springfield Expressway? Yeah. Really? I would call it the Indian Orchard Superhighway. Because <laughs> it gets you to that side of the city. Yeah. You know? I, I, I wouldn't even call it a superhighway. It's just like a small little road. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if that was... Um, if that was something that was labeled by somebody who had a Google map? Well, you know, in, in major cities, uh, you know, big towns, you know, they, their highways have names. You yeah. know, like you're driving through Chicago. You may be driving on the Skyway, the Dan Ryan Express. You know, we don't yeah. have that here. We have no names for our highways. The Springfield Expressway makes us sound like a bigger city than we really are because we have we have not named any of our our highways like well, 391 doesn't have a, a name uh, that i'm aware of the expressway i gotta even call it that they don't call it that. i don't think no i don't think i don't think uh, what's the difference between a freeway and a highway i uh well one is uh one is higher than the other and one is freer to do yeah, what so it wants to do you, you don't know the difference i don't know you know they call is it, or is it just one of those uh, locational things in California or in the West Coast, they're called freeways. Out here, they're called highways. Now, let me see. Uh, according to, uh, it is the, both freeways and highways can help in faster movement of traffic, but differ in many aspects. The major freeway versus highway difference lies in the manner that they can be accessed. A freeway has controlled access without intersections, while a highway can be accessed freely via many intersections created along its path. And now you know. So essentially, they're all freeways. Uh, sure. So every freeway is a highway, but not every highway is a freeway. Okay. Uh, yes. Kind of how you want to put it. You're you're right. A uh, West Springfield man who slipped and fell on ice in the parking lot of Diana's Commonwealth Bakery in Agawam is suing the company for the uh, resulting serious and permanent injuries. A jury trial is set to start on Tuesday of next week for a lawsuit filed by Dean Zuzgo naming Diana's Commonwealth Bakery, the property's landlord, uh, Bulls Road LLC, and Southwick Snow Removal Company Tynick as defendants. Zuzogo uh, uh, alleges that the defendants were negligent in removing ice from the property, causing him to fall and suffer injuries to his back, neck, and arm. As a result of these injuries, all of which are permanent in nature and all of which are to the plaintiff's great financial detriment and loss, Plaintiff has in the past, is presently, and may in the future suffer great anguish, sickness, and agony, and will continue to suffer for an indefinite time into the future. That must have been one <clears> hell of a slip. It sure must have been. Uh, Zuzuko filed the lawsuit in June of 2020 in Hamden Superior Court, seeking a trial by jury. He is seeking compensation uh, for future-related uh, expenses. On Thursday morning, Judge Jane Mulqueen set uh, three dates for the trial uh, during jury pool selection. Um, it's interesting, though, to... That's probably one of the things that you really have to worry about as a business owner mm-hmm. is making sure your all your sidewalks are clean. Uh, it's important stuff, but on the other hand, I'm looking at the uh, the website, and uh, you know, it would have been nice to get donuts here today. 
<clears throat> yeah, I don't think uh, now that we've done the story, we're getting anything from uh, Diana's Commonwealth Bakery in Agawam. Well, you know, I mean, yesterday we were on the air, and we knew that uh, Will Reichelt and uh, Ed Sullivan were going to be here, and I think we tried to allude to the fact that it uh, it's great to have something delivered. Now, they, you know, Ed dropped off some, uh, some Christmas gift wrap, and that's uh, all very well and good, but, you know, we're too uh, burly sorts and uh you know around this time 8 35 i'm getting a little uh, a little hungry a little peaked sure could use a a, a, a nice uh, crawler or a a, a donut for chance it's too late now it's too late in the day we need that stuff at like 6 50 8 35 is not too late 8 35 is a little late because uh, i've know, even had a, i've even had afternoon donuts from time to time but i don't see anything wrong with that no, but they taste best in the morning when they're fresh and they're warm. True, but, you know, desperate times. Yes, desperate times. That's what what, what we're at now. I, we have, you told me, I didn't realize Rice's, uh, you were talking the other day about the, so they have the muffin tops. Right. And then they have a, a tan, what kind of bagel do they have? Tandem bagels. Tandem bagels. Yeah. In the, is it like a tandem bagel? Like, do they just drop the bagels off there? I or does Tandem bel- Bagel cook there in in the? Is it like a? Store? I believe I, I I believe they drop them off every single day, uh, all the way from East Hampton to Wilbraham, and they're delicious. I would like uh, maybe some of those. And yet, as I speak, no, I see none in front of us. Nobody's jumped on the Bax and Nagel bagel. Someone should do it, which would be an Asiago cheese bagel with. Um, Bacon cream cheese that they have at the Tandem Bagel, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe a little bit of butter, some locks. Yep, that would be good. S- some uh, what do they call those? Little Something things? cheesy but fishy too. Yeah, what's that? Uh, what's those things that capers? Capers, put capers on there, and some red onion. You like the onion too? And then you you toast it up nice and toasty, and you smash it together, and uh, there you go. There's man, your that's a and delicious and stinky piece of business right it's there. It's just an idea. I'm it's just, a great idea. I'm throwing the idea, and yet. Here we've been since September. I don't see anybody jumping on board that yet. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom said he knew over the last eight years, in good times and bad, he could always call Governor Charlie Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. Countless phone calls, text messages, discussing projects from neighborhood improvements. To the $2.5 million culvert in Forest Park that kept Bright Nights open in 2019. <coughs> Excuse me. To the ongoing $62.8 million rehab of 13 through 31 Elm Street on Springfield's Court Square, Union Station, the CRCC Rail Factory, and others. Unprecedented access. That's what Dom Dom That's what he said. They have been great to the city of Springfield and to me personally. It's been a great friendship. That's how things should get done. Not in, I wasn't paying attention to every word you were saying. Did you say that the governor brought the CNC Music Factory to Springfield? The, the rail car, the oh. CRCC rail car I'm factory. sorry. I thought and you others. said the CNC music factory. No, no. Uh, that's 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 a completely different thing. Just checking. Yeah, and for that, as a thank you, a goodbye and a happy holiday, Sarno uh, and the city hosted an 80-guest luncheon at the Carriage House at Bar- Barney Estate in Forest Park for Baker and Polito. Baker and Polito, Republicans, each leave uh, office in January, having not sought re-election for a third four-year term. This is beautiful, Polito said. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you know that sharks have an entire week dedicated to Dom Dom? 
You want to see those great ocean <laughs> characters scatter? They say, oh, my God, it's dumb, dumb, weak. <laughs> the sharks stay are saying, off the land. Whatever you do, stay off the shallow part of the land in case Dom Sarno's around. Uh, he gave the governor and lieutenant uh, governor keys to the city. Just so you know, I got the master, okay? <laughs> this only opens uh, a couple of different, uh, the executive bathroom, and that's it. Yeah, well, no, the executive bathroom, and I believe the Popeye's on State Street. Yeah, and uh, and the break room. <laughs> I believe one of the city councilors brought in some donuts. You can, Entenmann's. <laughs> Who's uh, who's the city council president? Uh, Jesse Letterman. Yeah, uh, Jesse Let Jesse uh, that uh, that kid Jesse Letterman. He brought in an Entenmann's coffee cake. <laughs> Only one piece, okay? Everybody's got to get their fish. <sighs> anyway, uh, they also received hoodies, hats, and scarves from Judy Matt, president of uh, the uh, Spirit of Springfield, who will be in the studio with us, by the way, next week. Oh, good. Yeah, to talk about a holiday concert. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll bring. She always delivers. She does, and she food. she we we strap on the feed bag when she comes into town. And uh, Sarno also had uh, White Lion Brewing founder Ray Berry uh, on hand to present Baker with some beer. You know, like loading this guy up on booze and and sweets and uh, hoodies and hats, dude. How do you think we get him to come back here time and time again? Yeah, it's like, oh, you you want to yeah. come back to Springfield? Here, here's a hoodie and uh, <laughs> some donuts. Charlie's a great guy. You know, I don't. I don't see him as like a hoodie type of guy. Like you know, hanging out. You know, like in uh, like in February when he's no longer the the governor. He's gonna be wearing like sweatpants and and squamscot someplace. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, I don't think I. I can't see him uh, wanting to come back for more stuff. You know what though? Maybe he's like you know a couple of years down the road. You know, he's out. His car breaks down in the middle mm-hmm. of the snow somewhere, and he wishes he brought that hat that Judy Matt gave him. <laughs> you know, I could really go for a hat right now. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, we have a new survey. Survey said. Uh, people online are talking about the most underrated gifts they've ever received, and there's a lot of practical stuff on there. Here's some highlights. You ready? Yes. Extra phone chargers and wire organizers. I could totally use that. I don't know if I need the wire organizer, but always, always in the uh, the lookout for a new a new charger. I, I, I have the blocks, the charger blocks. Yeah, my kid steals them all the time. The hell are you doing that for? I don't know, and I don't know where they go. They, they even go snooping around their rooms looking for this stuff, and I can't find it anywhere. I'll tell you what. I've mentioned this before. I think this is a early onto something. Imagine a business where the only thing you sell are charging cables. And and those little those little uh, iPhone cubes. Are you taking away from the battery boy business? No, it's a it's a it's a sub business. It's what's, a side hustle. What's the name of it? Just cords. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah. yeah. The only thing we sell are cords or discount cords. Discords. Ooh, That's, even better. Yeah, Discord store. What can I do to get you Discord here? And then Mayor Dom Dom shows up when the grand opening goes, who needs a charger? I got all the electricity right here in my bare hands. <laughs> Boom, you just went from 5% to 95% from me just being in the presence of your iPhone. How about nice sheets or towels? Yeah, I do like nice sheets. You know, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm did a whole uh, episode about towels. Yeah, they're how- crunchy. 
They are crud. Yeah, but but it's like they don't become absorbent until you've used them many times. That's what the whole point of the episode. That was. is kind of true. Yeah. You ever? I try. I bought uh, some towels last year, and I can't remember where I got them. I think it was from like Ocean State. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, those towels uh, look bad. And then like you take them home and you and you open them. And only one side of the towel has like the the towel uh, that fabric on it, yeah. and the other side is just like a flat. It almost looks it almost looks like a doormat rather than a <laughs> bath towel. And still, even after washing it many times, it does not absorb. Like they're more for just like right. Oh, these are the towels we don't use. What else you got on the list? Uh, nice tote filled with non-perishables like soup crackers and cookies. I don't need that. Oh, people, need, there's people that could use what that. What the hell am I going to do with a tote after I'm done eating my soup? Now use, I got a tote. You could use the tote for a trash can. I don't need to throw a tote. all those things in there. How about a premium subscription to something like Spotify or HBO Max? Already got them. Restaurant gift cards, especially for local non chain restaurants. So not places like Chili's or Outback, but, uh, you know, like uh, where we were to uh, Benapoli or that would be good. one of those places. Yeah. Yeah. I had dinner at Nadim's the other day. I'll take a, I'll take a gift card at Nadim's any day. Grocery or gas gift cards. In the past, it may have seemed like this is something you'd give somebody and they'd feel poor. Now, who wouldn't want some free money or some free gas and groceries? Yeah, I would have probably looked down on that a few years ago. But now, based upon the price of everything, I think I would yeah. accept that with uh, with enthusiasm. Nice, comfortable pajamas. I, like I don't. I don't really wear pajamas when I sleep. You don't. What do you no. wear? I think that's my business. Do you sleep naked? No, not entirely naked. I usually wear some sort of underpants, but it's usually something pretty wild. Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much I it. Ha- I have to sleep with a shirt and and at least boxers on. I can't I can't not sleep with a shirt on. There are times when I have slept naked and I feel like, ooh, I'm going to have to sleep in this tomorrow night too. There is something weird about that, isn't there? Sleeping naked. I don't even know if it's supposed to be healthy for you. That's I. I don't even why know. Would it, why would it not be healthy? I don't know. I think like, like the, like a shirt and and shorts or something. Yeah. Or you know, it, it it keeps you warm. It keeps you from melting at night. I don't really know what the the whole score is, but uh, no, not naked. But you know, I usually wear something. You know, minimal clothing. Uh, another person said their grandma would give them random toiletries, including deodorant, toothpaste, and Q-tips, and they appreciated that. I would appreciate that. A nice little gift basket. Yeah, that's all right. Sundries. My uh my my late mother in law used to give her daughters uh for Easter uh like a basket full of summer's eve and uh monistat and mm. uh, she would call it the Yeaster basket. Please tell me that's not true. It is true. It's, it's true. It's one hundred percent true. Yes. Uh, it was, she would uh oh, it's your yearly Yeaster baskets and she would have this whole thing loaded with feminine products. Jesus died on the cross and came back three days later. And he said, I got a little itch down here. Does anybody have some cream? <laughs> and Peter denied three times yeah. that he needed the monastat. Wasn't uh, That was the thing the three wise men brought to the manger. It was uh, frankincense, myrrh, and monastat. monastat. <laughs> and some summer's eve. And some cranberry juice, just yeah. in case there was a urinary tract infection. Whoa, 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 what's the Summer's Eve in Monastat for? Mary, you just had a baby. <laughs> You've been walking in the desert for days. 
Your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be sunny with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 54. It's 25 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Why make a holiday gift yourself? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53. And Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy and mild with a high of 54. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. As we uh, prepare for that final hour of the uh, Bax and Nagel show, uh, you might want to check out the daily podcast if you missed any part of today's show. Listen, listen, uh, missed our interview with uh, Gary Hoey or Will Reichelton at Sullivan or even that open line thing we did early this hour. If you want to listen to that again, you can go uh, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. And you never have to miss another show again or any part of the show ever again. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My uh, my guest this week reposted my interview with Elliot Easton from The Cars from back in uh, 2020. And then next week, uh, Dirty Walter Kibbe from the band Fishbone. Real cool interview. You can check that out Monday uh, right here on rock102.com. Uh, Pepsi. Launched a campaign. Uh, turn the audio up on my uh, my uh, thing. Okay. Pepsi uh, launched a, a campaign telling people try, to try mixing Pepsi and milk together for something called Pilk. If you showcase the concoction online and use the hashtag Pilk and Cookies through Christmas Day, you can win some cash from Pepsi. Here's a little advertisement uh, featuring Lindsay Lohan of all people promoting the bizarre drink combo. Nice. Pepsi and milk. Pilk. Mm, that is one dirty soda. You know what? Uh, there are worse things than Lindsay Lohan has put in her mouth <laughs> than pilk and cookies. Right. That's disgusting. Well, do you remember uh, Laverne and Shirley? Yeah, she used to do that. She used to right. make uh, you know, milk and Pepsi, too. And yeah. it was, and it, it just seems gross. It is gross now, but is it like such a popular drink? Is it one of these, like, things that a lot of people drink but don't tell anybody they drink because the sound of it just sounds nasty? It might be. I've uh, I've tried it and thought it was disgusting. I, and I, I never went back to try it a second time. I would never even think to even try it. That yeah. just sounds too gross for me. Milk and soda? No. Uh. I mean, I don't even like ice cream. Ice cream uh, I don't even like a, like a, you know, ice cream sodas. I don't even like that. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't like ice cream root, sodas. You know, no, I don't like milk and root beer. I just think it's ugh. root beer floats. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, no, not, it's just not, not my thing. Not, not not a good thing. But milk and Pepsi. Ugh. No, no, no. That's gross. I wouldn't even. I I just listen. I like milk. I I'll drink a Pepsi, but the combination of the two just doesn't uh, just doesn't do it for me. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything. I mean, it's caffeinated. It's a caffeinated beverage like coffee. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you put coffee and milk together. True, but you know, it's it's it's, it's a totally different taste. Yeah, I had a friend. Uh, I told you he used to eat uh, peanut butter and um, what's that crap? I hate Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip sandwiches. That uh, I can't believe I'm still friends with that guy after all these. Years. I can't believe it either. I think Miracle Whip is one of the most uh, disgusting things ever created. But I will say this, for a, a number of years in the yeah. 70s, peanut butter and mayonnaise was an actual thing. Like that was like a big craze back in the 70s. And people would swear by it. That's disgusting Again, too. It's not good. It's, no. It's not good. Why would good. you do that? 
peanut butter should either be on its own or jelly or fluff. Here's or a, fluff and jelly, which pe- is also very good. Peanut butter is a weird thing. Like peanut butter needs to be with something sweet, not Miracle Whip sweet, but like a, like a jelly or a yeah. uh, maybe a Nutella. Uh, you could do uh, oh, that's good two too. of the mix of the two of those together. Mm-hmm. But the uh, like peanut butter on celery, the ants on a log thing with the yeah. raisins. Yeah. You know it. it <laughs> It's not get the the raisins off the uh, the celery. It's not bad on celery. It's not bad on apples either. That's also very good. Peanut butter on apples? Yeah, that's actually quite good. Mm, maybe. No, it is. Mm, I don't know if I like that idea or not. Peanut butter needs to go with either jelly or or Nutella or something. Fluff. Like that. Fluff. Yeah. Fluff or nutter. I told you I used to do like the three pieces of bread: peanut butter, jelly, another piece of bread, fluff, more peanut butter. Put it together. One of the best sandwiches ever. You know, and, that, that, and people think, oh my God, that's disgusting. No, it's not. You know that it's fl- not. that fluffernutter sandwich is really only like a Northeast thing. It's they like don't a- have, people in the other parts of the country have no idea what that is. And, and they're disgusted by the very thought of it. But once they've had one, they're like, I want to go back to this over and over again because it's phenomenal. I guess. It's a wonderful sandwich. It is a wonderful sandwich. Only a genius could come up with that. But I can only do that once in a while. I couldn't eat those all the time. Oh, I could eat them all the time. Really? I don't, but I just, I could. You yeah. could eat fluff and uh, peanut butter all the time? <clears throat> yeah. I, 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 if, yeah. Yeah. No, I could. If y- y- Yes, I could do that. If I was, uh, maybe if I was stoned, I could probably eat more than one. Listen, uh, you ever I have mean, like a peanut butter sandwich and felt like that wasn't satisfying enough? Yeah, but uh, I'm saying when you're stoned, uh, what I would do is take that peanut butter sandwich, put some fluff on it, then uh, yep. dip it in like a, like an egg and cinnamon mixture, and then fry it in a pan, and then uh, take that out and pour chocolate sauce all over the top of it. Jesus. And then uh, cut that up and uh, maybe top it with some M&Ms or uh, some other kind of candy. I'm, I'm going to need a cold compress and, uh, after this. And some whipped cream. And, uh, Steve, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever been more aroused on this radio show than I am right at this very Doesn't moment. Doesn't it sound delicious? It's, it's arousing is what it is. Well, we need to go get something to eat. It's, <laughs> it's almost 9 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9-12 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 54. It's 25 in downtown Springfield. They mentioned uh, earlier we got a lot of, uh, lot of stuff coming up uh, next week. Uh, some good stuff too. Good stuff. Yeah, Barry Krieger. Yeah, it's it's you know I, I'm I'm glad we uh, we we got him back. I had a lot of people tell me that uh, that uh, what's bothering Barry. Yeah, segment we did a couple weeks ago. It's very funny. People love that stuff. Yeah, they want to know what goes on in Barry's head. I can't say my I blame him. I I find him to be a, a completely fascinating individual. I want to know what's going on in Barry's head. I'd like to know a little bit more about this whole thing with the cotton candy how a man of his age is going after cotton candy we will unpack all 12 bags of cotton candy right here on the show perfect he better bring some with him to share if he hasn't eaten it i'm not i'm not a big cotton candy uh guy but you know egg salad they won't never turn my nose at egg salad i'll never turn uh egg salad down from uh, barry krieger yeah the best stuff going fantastic we also got uh junie mack coming in next week okay talk about the holiday concert okay good uh what else did i say Comedian uh, Steve Byrne. That's good. That's going to be going on. There you go. You can call, uh, Cohen and Zolak too. Yeah. Yeah. 
It'll it'll be a humdinger. Good because because uh, I didn't have any uh, anything uh, specifically planned that I'm bringing to the table. Oh, are you? Are we struggling uh, to talk about something right now? Is it? Well, I didn't have anything going. in my head. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at the time and going, oh god, it's it's Friday, it's payday. You just want to get out of here, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I can give you a little quick tidbit. Twenty six percent. Oh, sorry. Here's sir. Uh, sir. Okay. Service said. Yeah. Twenty six percent of Americans believe in astrology. They do. Yep. Seventeen percent uh, think psychics are legitimate, and fifteen percent trust tarot card readings. Twelve percent thinks fairies are real, and eighteen percent. Uh, think dream catchers work in some mystical way. You uh, you buy into any of that stuff? Well, I know dream catchers do work. It's on Main Street in Palmer. I thought uh, that was the uh, was wasn't that the place? That was the place. Yeah, yeah used to be. Right? Is it still there? Dream catcher? I don't believe it is. Yeah, I don't believe so. That was the only dream. Ca- or are they talking about those things you hang above your bed? I think they think the things you're hanging above your bed. Uh, I don't know. I've never had one of those. Did you ever have a dream catcher above your bed? No, no. I've had the dream police, and that's about as close as it's ever gotten. What about tarot cards? Do you trust tarot cards? I, I don't. I don't. Seems to be too random. I do. You do? Oh, always. No, I don't believe in them. I actually, I don't even know how to read them. Psychics, real or not real? For the most part, I would say they're probably not real. But then there are some that, uh, that for whatever reason, seem to have better skills than others. Yeah. And I don't know where they're coming up with that stuff. Uh, I believe in fortune cookies. I've never had a fortune cookie come true. There was a there was a story I read years ago about this uh, guy who was making fortune cookies of things that would just normally happen to people anyway. So it would be like you open the fortune cookie and it says, you will change your oil within the next 3,000 miles. <laughs> you know, like just factual things. Yeah. You'll need to pick up your suit at the cleaners probably sometime within the year. You will be very hungry within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I had one that said... Uh, you're going to face a rocky relationship for six and a half months. <laughs> Man, that came it's true. Got yeah, it happened. How about that? It's 916 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Football 